Welcome to Three Things to Love and Hate, with your host Sam, Hello. Rory, hey. and myself, Andy. Each week, one of us picks something we either love or hate, and the other two must convince us to change our minds. This week is a hate episode. What's interesting is that so many people have such unusual and peculiar desires. This will be their platform. Three Things to Love and Hate. Okay, it's my turn this week. And the thing I hate most in the world ever is public transport delays. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, we all, all three of us are, are creative freelancers. Um, and from time to time, I, I'll have to commute into central London to work. Um, and the tube is just so wildly unreliable, especially central line. Um, and a good positive morning, you get up early, you're ready to go and you arrive at the tube station and then... For a variety of, of pretty frustrating, frustrating reasons, there's often a delay and it just puts me in a bad mood automatically because there's always a knock-on effect as well. Mm. One de- A five-minute delay is going to make the tube busier at every single station. Um, and so often it's, it's just because of inefficiencies or laziness or cheapness on the part of the people running that particular transport network. Um, and you know, I've, I've travelled to and lived in other countries where the transport system is so much more efficient and it just makes everyday life that much better. Like in Japan. That's exactly. Where they have them bullet trains where they change the front so it looks like it's the shape of having problems because that's why it's called a bullet train because when it goes through tunnels, it made a banging noise when mm. it came out the other end um, and that like annoyed everybody the other end of the tunnel. Right. So what they worked out is that a um, Kingfisher's um, beak. beak is the perfect size for diving into the water and not making any noise or splash and stuff. So they changed the shape of the bullet train to that, yeah. and then it goes through tunnels silently. That's know. a great fact. Yeah, That's a fantastic fact. That was uh, off Facebook today. So <laughs> <I posted it. laughs> Just cool. That's so Yeah, um, yeah. You, Japan is a good example actually because I never had a delay there. And yeah. You knew if I said to a friend, "I'm going to meet you at six o'clock," and I checked the trains, I knew that. I could leave my house, get exactly the train I wanted, and I would arrive exactly on time. And it just made life that much easier. Um, no, so, yeah. Now your life's hard. Now I just dread. Or do you don't leave the house, maybe? No. Why bother? The world is awful. But a, a good example is both times I've come to do this podcast at Sam's, I've caught a bus, and both times the bus has been eight minutes late. Oh. Wow. Okay. And I, you know, with so buses it's a and current, current difficult, current problem. Well, indeed, it's very a contemporary relevant. problem. Yeah. Also, that's a partly connected um, little brain nugget. Is that part of the frustration comes from um, the culture we live in? So again, especially professionally, you're expected to arrive on time and leave on time. You're paid for an eight-hour day, and some companies get quite uptight about that. And time is. I mean, that's another money. big issue. Time is money, but it governs lots of aspects of our lives and people are quite quite often quite uptight about time. So when you're expected to be somewhere and you're not and there's a delay, you're going to be frustrated. Now, if our culture is more European, say Spain, for example, where they're generally more relaxed about most aspects of their lives, it's, it's less of an issue. Um, and equally in Japan, where things have to run and it's, it's very rigid... Their transport system works beautifully because that ties into the culture. And when something goes wrong there, the occasional time it goes wrong, it's a big issue. But 
really that kind of the professional business culture in the UK doesn't really meld with the poor transport infrastructure we have. Um, and that's another reason why it's quite frustrating. And I think a lot of my frustration is justified. You know, I'm paying for a service and quite a lot of money in London mm-hmm. for the tube. And it's still unreliable and doesn't work well. And unfortunately, there's no alternative. Well, so that's frustrating. You're essentially trapped using that system. Three things to love and hate. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Transport delays give you the perfect reason to always be late for everything. Oh, I agree. Do you not think that? That, that is true. And I, ha- I would admit as much as I, especially when I'm freelancing, I always try to be early, but if occasionally when I was running a little bit late and sometimes when it was just me maybe waking up late or or you know generally fannying around it's the perfect um, excuse yeah in London in London especially the central line yeah um, and they all go oh yeah so was I yeah that's that's also true that, that's that's a terrible indication isn't there when you arrive let's say on the central line we're having problems then it's someone else is like oh up. yeah well the district line was having problems as well yeah but it masks the lateness and it's true, like, but if all was, that lost time at work. Well, I mean, here we go. Do you know that the um, the economy loses nine billion pounds every year from lateness? <gasps> Big one. Yeah. Give, so, give me more ammunition. But please. this is this is this is a positive <laughs> thing. So think about it. We pay all them taxes to the <laughs> yeah. government and shit. Yeah. It's kind of like you being late. You get your money back <laughs> if you're late. Because like the average person. <laughs> I don't know if it's the average person, but a lot of people are 97 minutes late a month. And then each person is £305 a year to the employee But then you being late. That's very... Those are good, strong also, numbers. Also, it makes you... Stro- it makes you get, it technically means you're getting paid more. Ah, but... You're getting paid for a shorter day, plus you're costing them money. But, so for example, when I'm... If I'm freelancing an agency or a design studio I, I will st- say I'm 20 minutes late mm-hmm. the tube. I will either work 20 minutes into my lunch or I'll stay 20 minutes later to get what I need to be done especially oh I'll leave on time <laughs> <laughs> but sure don't stay over because then that that becomes I think that's a bit cheeky because it's not although it's not necessarily your fault that you're late the company is still missing out and they're well some days I work much longer days and some days I work I suppose it's different if you're full-time. Yeah. Because you can have a a more relaxed relationship. So is it just the problem with your employee then? Is it you feel bad? Yeah, I feel terribly guilty. There's a rush, there's a panic. There's nothing worse than getting very panicked and sweaty when you arrive at work and all flustered because you know you're not set up for the day. Well, apparently most people worry about that. But only I think about 47% actually... (laughs) feel bad about it it's the other percentage where I wish like, I could you know, be like one of those uh, heartless yeah, individuals do you not find though you've got like more time to yourself more no time because I'm to... fretting and... yeah but you you can't change it you can't get out of the train and push it or... <laughs> I can tweet about it <laughs> <laughs> also it's not really even that hard like with the whole percentage of what makes people late also I think this I've got this this is like um, from a survey done somewhere, oh. it was just one of them things. Or <laughs> fact check. A survey recently yeah. found. Right. Also, I think probably there's a lot of lying going on. Um, but like twenty um, transport making you late isn't even the the 
highest percentage of things that make you what, late. What is mm. the highest percentage? The highest percentage is traffic, which is 41%, which doesn't even affect you because you haven't got a car. So, really, that probably makes that 29% smaller for you of transport. Then carry the three. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's not that high. 29% is transport making you late, as in British transport. What other things have made you late, then? If you, if you uh, think, oh, transport isn't the factor here. So you lying in? Yeah, lying in, sleeping through an alarm. Well, that's that's one um, you're on my list. You crack in the morning, that takes time. For the morning time. crack point. 14% of people blame sleeping through an alarm or being late. Yeah, that's certainly one. Baby tie tie. But that's only mm. half the amount of transport making you late. That's not that much. Yeah, but this is a, a general <laughs> statistic, isn't it, on the average person, in my experience... Um, especially professionally, but also when I've got, you know, if I've got a, a personal function to attend. Um, yeah. you know, well, where, Andy? Go, go, or something you want to be there for. One of the clubs in Mayfair. <laughs> uh, Nog twice winter. Um, great club. Yeah, it's a great club. Um, you know, if I'm going to meet friends for drinks or going to a party or even catching another form of transport to go away for the weekend, getting mm-hmm. to the airport, um, all of those things can be radically negatively affected by a delay in transport. And I think that's one of my biggest frustrations is it's not reliable. So whenever I, I fly, I always get to the airport way too early. And it has gotten easier, admitted, with technology because you can entertain yourself with an iPad or a phone and watch something on Netflix or read a book on your Kindle or something. But play with your fingers, play with your thumbs. Yes, exactly. But it's still, that's time that would be better spent anywhere else but the airport because I'm so paranoid about missing a flight because of bad public transport that I always arrive early. I always like going to an airport and being there early, like really early, because it means like I can have a guilt-free Burger King. Mm. <laughs> oh, you like you. Uh, sunglasses shopping, don't you? No, I just go to Burger King. <laughs> okay. That's the other sound. And then go and sit in them little weird rows of chairs. Oh, yeah. where... yeah, with the Burger King? No, I eat it in the Obviously. restaurant because yeah, I'm not, not a savage. Not a monster. Not savage, but then I like trying to find a seat because people like to spread out with all their bags and shit, mm. and then it's still surprisingly difficult to find a seat, yeah, even though you buy yourself and it's a bit of an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Who Life knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I wish I could have a more relaxed attitude to these things, but when I'm traveling, I just I like things to go smoothly and I like to make sure that, um, you know, I'd, once I get to the airport, okay, I'm through security checked in we're in the departure lounge and i'd rather just go to the departure gate as soon as possible and get ready to go on the flight because that's all kind of borrowed time and once on a stag do i very nearly we all missed a flight because we assumed we had loads of time to relax and after a few beers and that was great and then the panic well, whilst you're in the airport the gate. yeah right lads 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 um yeah like 25 percent, which is only 29 <laughs> that's Right, about on. the same as Carry transport. Through. Yeah, it's unexpected stuff. Ooh. Could be anything. Yeah, why? Yeah, jaunty. You'd think that would be higher in the blamed thinking. Well, we, you know, you have things like boilers going wrong. That's happened. Plumbing emergencies. No clean pants. <laughs> but these can all be right avoided in the kitchen. They, what really? are you going to do? Of, some of them can. I, mean, like, I could have washed my pants. <laughs> sure, you refused. <laughs> I, I decided not to. I've but, never let have, not having clean pants make me late for work. No, I'm not sure I have. To be fair, but 
you know, things like boilers going wrong, that certainly happened to me a couple of times. You get up in the morning to have your shower and the boiler's not working, and it's mm. when your landlord. That's happened to me, stuff. but it's never made me late, I would say. Well, I'm, I'm very Horse happy. Horse Yeah? Yeah. But then there's still, especially in winter, where it's happened to me twice that a boiler's gone wrong, I've had to contact the landlord you know, pretty much immediately. Speaking to them, working out the logistics, getting a plumber around, all that stuff takes time, which is time where I, you know, I could be going to work. Yeah, true. Yeah, but if you were living in a place like London, mm. there's a few people in London, right? Yeah, there are. One and two. they're all trying to get to work at about 9 o'clock, yeah. 10 o'clock. So do you not think it's just, there's a lot of fucking people here? Yeah, that's true. That is a factor. Um, and that's alleviated by lots of companies doing flexible workouts. And often I would leave earlier than I need to because I'd rather get to the office a bit earlier. Oh, I see. I thought you meant racks. leave work earlier. Uh, well, and equally, I'll often... Um, this happened a lot when I was freelancing at my last place because I, the office was by St Paul's and it's a really busy station. I'd, if I wasn't going before 5.30, I knew that between 5.30 and 6.30 it's chaos at St Paul's and you can barely get on. Mm-hmm. So I'd just wait. A bit later, I might go for a beer with some colleagues. I might do some personal work, or I might just finish some, some of the football. Project. Maybe mm. <laughs> this is how like yeah. it's making all positive things. <clears throat> it's actually uh, train delays make your life more positive and more sociable and a nicer. You're making the team stronger by the yeah. sounds of it. But I'd rather just be at home though. These mm. are all consequences, and I appreciate that TfL have a tough job in London because the transport system, especially the tube, is so old and difficult to upgrade. But it's just the the fact that it's so unreliable is just maddening. But is that not down to people with bags, you know, getting mm-hmm. trapped indoors, trying to jump on that train that they've slept in for, chuck killing themselves before work's even started? If we could somehow remove <clears throat> those people from living, that'd be fantastic. Wow! But you know, the Andy Liney is that what you're talking? About? <laughs> yeah. Rather than the central, basically. If I could have my own jetpack. A lot of these problems well, would be. Yeah. TfL have tried to do certain things to make it actually people move in and out of the stations quicker okay. to try and speed these things up. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are they? Good question. Yeah, that's, that's great <laughs> um, they've done uh, in Hoban Station, so they realised it was a really long escalator, and um, they trialled a thing where it was just there's no walking; it's all standing in that going up the escalators. Slides. Slides. No, that's down. Uh, down, uh, down was fine. There wasn't yeah. a problem with down. Just walking yeah. up would be just stand. But then that just created more queues. No one wanted to break the rules of walking up the wrong side. But then no one wanted to break the wall by standing on the left-hand side. And are you a left or a right kind of stander or I, walker? I experienced this very um, initiative at Holborn when I was freelancing. What did you do? At Holborn. And... It's almost muscle memory. And so many other people who are clearly, you know, so used to walking up the left, because I always walk up the left, because I'd rather just get out of the station and get to work or wherever I'm going as quickly as possible. And it, it was really hard. And they had, they probably paid thousands of pounds to some terrible ad agency to come up with fun jingles. Like? I can't remember them exactly, but poor song covers that very lazily referred to standing rather than walking stand by me on the left and the right so, something oh like that. stand walk. by me on the left and the awful. right stand in the left side <laughs> <laughs> you're yes. next to your wife these are all ah. better than the official one oh. let me tell you um so it was really difficult to not walk 
and almost everyone had the same problem. Um, and then it was difficult to not walk because everybody was so funky. Yeah, they just were like boogieing all the way up. No, because when you when you for decades, TFL told you to walk on the left, mm-hmm. and then suddenly at one station, mm. they're trialing something. The renegades, um, and then even as you said, the problem was it made it, it seemingly worse, especially getting into Holborn at, at around six o'clock. Um, it was chaos, and it just seemed to take even longer. You couldn't even get into the station. There were massive crowds piling out of the main entrance, taking up the um, the entire pavement so you couldn't walk past. Mm. Um, so how long do you allow yourself in the morning on a, on a regular sort of jaunt to work? Would you, would you give yourself an hour if it took 45 I minutes? I usually or? give myself about 30 to 25 minutes free. To get from to your work. house to... Like as in, say the journey. Twenty-five minutes take me. to anywhere in London. No, no, no. So, so for example, say <laughs> it's always an um, hour. Uh, I have to be the the, the standard commute door to door via Google Maps is forty-five minutes. Yeah, I will probably give myself another twenty-five minutes to thirty minutes additional time to make sure I get so almost this double. Well, yeah, basically. So yeah. I could be an hour every day if I'm working. Could be could be additional time. Mm. And that all comes down to it not being reliable. Well, another thing they tried was they painted green lines <laughs> on King's Cross Station to tell you where to stand. Right. Which, because a lot of problems is, really, people don't let people off. Mm. Yes, that's true. And that's why trains are yeah. running slow. So actually, they put green lines so you stand either side of the doors, let everybody off, they can walk down these green lines. The problem is people don't follow <clears throat> rules, or they do follow rules. But only because they're used to them or some shit. That that is a re- to so be fair, actually it's our fault that's that these things are late. So it's not the trains or the buses; it's the people. Well, part of the problem is clearly people. But I mean, that, <laughs> as we progress through the weeks and different things that I hate, you might start to realise that people people are a core <laughs> part of it because people are mainly fucking idiots. You got your um, soccer, your football, people. yeah. Dust, well, people skin. Yeah, exactly. If there were less people, I'd be less full of hate. Well, that concludes our uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I hate people. Well, talking about the amount of people, you're a Central Line user. Yes. Mm. Central Line is the fastest train line on the whole of the train system. Fastest? Yep. Whoa. In terms of getting you there quicker or in terms of <laughs> getting you there quicker? <laughs> As in train speed. Train speed, it's the fastest. I guess there's um it's the most central route through stuff. Why and do therefore it's central uh, line? It's the most popular <laughs> train line to use. Really? Yep. Hmm. The slowest train line, so it could be worse for you. Oh, yeah. But it might yeah. be a little bit less crowded. Yeah. Um is the Bakerloo line. Okay. Great line. What you should do maybe is not worry about it. Hmm. Make it a bit more comfortable for yourself. Go down the other end of the train. I always do. Because everybody... Yeah, I do. I always do yeah. that to myself. Yeah. And then um, it won't be so bad. I'll often, if a train is really busy, which is happening more and more in the central line, I've lived on the central line for the past, well, 11 years. So you, do you live on one of the stations, like a little mouse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hide underneath the platform. Oh, um, a little mouse. So uh, it's got busier and busier for various reasons. And even though we've moved further out, um, it still gets busier, but I I don't like to be completely crammed in, so I'll happily wait for a few trains to pass. Yeah, 
to get on because that makes my journey more comfortable and also makes the people on the train more comfortable. Yeah, thought about taking the train a stop north. We're going up. Yeah, that has crossed my mind before. Have you done that? Uh, No. Well, I thought about it. I think when I lived on the the central line, yeah, it was only really just becoming to the point where it was unbearable. Yeah, at Leighton. Mm. So that's what one step. One stop further along than you. Yeah. You usually only had to wait for free trains and the, every third train will be empty for some reason at that point. These days, I guess, it's not like that at all. No. And now I live on the Victoria Line, so I'm getting on the first train. I can just choose. There's usually two trains in the station, and I just choose which one ever's going later. Yes. Yeah. Depending on how late it is. I mean, part of the problem... Or an issue could be that I live on one of the busiest lines. Definitely is an issue. Fair enough. <clears throat> but um, and perhaps if I had a full time job in a particular part of London, then I'd be more inclined to move to another part of London. But I think there are delays and and problems on all London underground lines and all bus networks because it's a busy city. Um, and unfortunately, I've had to stay in London because of work. So yeah, it's it's a complicated issue. But nonetheless, delays are still very irritating. Well, do you know some of these things that create delays that you can maybe like amuse yourself while you're thinking about <laughs> yeah. when you're sitting there and you're thinking, why? Why is this mm. fucking train why? delayed? Why, why, why? Let's think why it might be. Oh, why is this train being delayed? Mm. What's happening? Mm. And you think, oh, is it because I'm on the Metropolitan Line? Why might it be delayed? Because apparently, the most fights break out in posh areas <laughs> on the Metropolitan Line. Wow, wow. So it's posh people getting drunk on their, probably their champagne and... Their foie breakfast foie. morning bubbles. <laughs> Maybe they Wine get at lunch. double bird meat rage. Mm. Have you ever heard that thing, person on the tracks? Yes. Have you ever thought what that means? Mm. Yeah. Someone oh. has either fallen or been pushed onto the track. Or it could be uh, uh, engineering. No, it's uh, mainly just persons... But they don't like to, for embarrassment, or make you think about it too much. They don't specify by someone who's committed suicide, or someone's just fucking about on the Mm. tracks. But if you want to know, if you've ever been interested enough, like, "Mm, I wonder if that's someone who tried to kill himself or Mm. not, you can go find someone at the station, and they'll tell you. That's just a thing they have to do. Well, I don't know if they have to do, but they will do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you must tell me look at these photos it's gross <laughs> can I see pictures yeah well actually, can I see the video now obviously I'm not a monster and well well to a degree um, if there's a genuine reason for a delay mm. of course it's terribly sad if someone has lost their life through through whatever reason and actually I was many years ago on a high speed virgin service um, travelling from London to Birmingham and I was at the very front of the train with the very front seat so I was just behind the um, the conductor's um, the cockpit if you like mm. and um, suddenly there was a massive bump and the train shuddered and the brakes came on and we ground to a halt it's quite scary um, and there was staff running up and down and because I was so close and the door was open basically I overheard that um, there'd been a fatality and the driver had seen someone sitting on the track but facing away from the train and there was nothing they could do they sounded the horn 
put the brakes on but obviously these are high speed trains um and it was you know very upsetting and we were delayed for quite a long time but obviously there's nothing you can do it's a horrible situation i was chatting to my fellow passengers and i remember quite vividly one young lady saying oh um how awful you know why would someone do that and another passenger an, an elderly woman said aren't we lucky that we can't understand why someone would do that because we're not in that situation we're not in that 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 awful emotional state that we think of doing something yeah. like that but then what I can't understand is if you're doing that why wouldn't you face the train well so it came out a few days later that it was a group of teenagers playing a game where they sat against it like chicken essentially and they would listen for the sound of the train and they were doing this for local trains because they didn't realise the virgin high speed services oh. use that line on a Sunday and unfortunately they, you know, by the time they'd heard it it was too late People, fucking yeah. people. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's just chalked it down to people. Yeah, so it's not the trains. In that uh, example, you mm. thought, okay, I understand now. Yes, of course. Would you be better if they told you what was wrong? A bit more honesty. Hey, guys, sorry, some prick with a big bag has got his <laughs> got his big bag jammed in the door four times. I think I'd appreciate a bit more honesty. Or, sorry, Andy, you live on the central line, get used to it. Yeah, sorry, there's just too many people. Go down the slide, go up the slide. <laughs> Slower going on the way out. Certainly. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, where were we? Uh, other reasons when you might think, hey, I'm on the train. Why is it? You might think, hey, hey why, I'm why on the train. I'm <laughs> on the goddamn train. You might be like, oh, why is this train moving so slowly? You know, if a train's moving that slowly, generally it means there's only half a carriage or space between that train and a train in Sides. Field. Very Ooh. sides. Okay. Uh, the, most train drivers won't drive, or I guess the electronic drivers, because quite a lot, I think there's only, well, there's four of the different trains are automated train lines. Yeah, right. The rest are all driver thingies. Oh, so really? they don't want to crash into the back of the yeah, most on the automatic ones, the guys only open the doors. I mean, there's interesting talk about um, fully automated trains. Um, and I'm sure that I've read the DLR has one of the best safety records. And that's that's completely automatic. You know, there's staff on there for ticketing purposes, but the actual line just runs itself. And does that line, is that a late line? Have you ever got that before? Uh, every time I've got it, it's been great. But I haven't got it particularly often. Feels very monorail doesn't it? It's fun. It's like being at Disney World. But the reason I'm giving you these facts yes. is you can work with them. Okay. The next time you're, in, you're on the train, you're like, oh, it's taking for ages. I'm getting really annoyed. What are all these delays about? But hey, you can talk. <laughs> like, I you can sit and imagine. You can, well, not, you can either imagine it and yeah. think with yourself, well, what's happening now? Or you can talk to your fellow passengers and go, hey, guys, I know why this is happening. It's a little bit... Information for you. Here's a little gold nugget. You know, sometimes they even let kids drive the trains. That might be the reason your train's running late. They are maniacs. Yeah. And this is London. You don't speak to your fellow commuters. Why no. not? Because <laughs> no. did you see that some Scum. idiot started a campaign of like trying to be friendly on the tube and encourage people to wear badges that said like "talk to me" or "let's chat," and it failed miserably because no one wants to chat. We just want to get to and from. Wherever we're going, I personally think that only failed because I didn't know where to get the badges from. I'd wear one of them badges. <laughs> You'd wear a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I talk to people all the time. 
does that does that help with the delays? Does it make the trains run more well, smoothly? I've never been in a delay. <laughs> well, that's not true. I have been in one delay. Yeah, I had a delay where it was pretty exciting because I was stuck on the train for ages. Do you remember a few years ago? I think it was 2016. There was a train stuck in a just outside Shepherd's Bush, mm. and everybody had to get off, and then they got to walk down. I mean, that's the platform. Yeah. So just think, next time you're in a delay, you can sit there and think, oh, maybe I'm going to get to do this. Because this happened to me. I was on there, and there was another train. I think the train in front was broken down, half in the station, half not. And then we pulled up behind it, and we're on that train for ages. And then they were like, what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to get off the train, get on the train in front, walk down that, and then get off on the platform. I was so excited. <laughs> that is pretty exciting, but you were still late. How about if, if they came up with never happened. things about what you could do when you were late? Maybe there was like some sort of, like in an airplane when the air masks come down. Maybe something else could come down. A bat and ball, some sort of game. They could project. Solitude game. Project. Pack of cards. <laughs> if they sort of made it a bit more of a fun experience for you, would that be... Well, I think, you know, there's lo- there's lots of ways to entertain yourself and pass time. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm commuting, especially when I'm travelling, and I, I enjoy long train journeys, that's mm. fine, and I'll happily stare out of window and let my mind wander. Where's so it wander to? You know, creative ideas yeah. and boobies. Um, <laughs> but Big ones. Especially when you're travelling um, to work, where you've got to get somewhere. Yeah. And there's a delay. Yeah. That mm. then becomes a sole focus, and that's frustrating. Yeah. Because you just want to get to where you're going. These days, uh, you could work on the tube. They've got Wi-Fi on it, and you could get your laptop and start your work. Oh, sorry, guys, I'm late. I'm just going to get on this Wi-Fi. Because like, there's people who apparently now... Because like, there's only Wi-Fi on certain so tube lines stations, yeah. and stations. Yeah. There's some people who actually take a longer route to work. So they can be on Wi-Fi the whole time. I mean, that isn't... If they find that productive, that's productive for them. That's what you could do where you're stuck in that tunnel. Instead well, of going, oh, what's... Oh, I can't believe someone's fucking thrown oh, himself in thing. Some person's I don't care about again. human so life. my train. You could get your laptop out and crack on. Okay, can I counter that? Often I'm not allowed to use my own personal laptop with the type of work that I do. Uh, often I'm not working on a laptop I'm not allowed to take the laptop out of the building mm-hmm. um, if I'm doing illustration work um, I would have to have a Wacken tablet and there's not really space to take it with me on the tube and also um, I don't particularly like having a laptop out on the tube because it can often get in people's way you could do it on your phone <laughs> you could do it in your mind I could well, I've done four do. hours of work Absolutely. in my mind yeah but I do you know it's nice to listen to a podcast listen to music when you're when you're on the tube I don't like to, to read too much because I like to have to hold on especially if you're standing it's busy because so often I've had people I've watched people fall over Wankers. or bump into other people and cause problems because they're not thinking about what they're doing and they're only holding on with one hand and reading a paper and getting yeah. someone's way it's all common courtesy that's lost people 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 that's another it's another piece of hatred for another time mm. so you're convinced then <laughs> um, is that have you guys come I've got, I got more I've got one more, last one you got anything left I'm empty 
I've got one thing. I've got one final point okay. to make. Shoot. Let me take you back to 1825, where the first pub, you could say, where public transport all began. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it all in no. this weird. Let me tell you a story, boys. I like it. I like it. The first in September of uh, 1825, the first ever transport of a train with the public on it happened on locomotion number one that was the name of the train it was a steam train yeah um and guess what there were delays brilliant so start as you mean to go yeah, on absolutely the train started it had 21 coal wagons on it with seats in them it had one purpose-built carriage called experiment also had, um, I think it was like 11 coal carriages with just coal in them. Right. And it was originally thought they were going, oh, we'll take 300 people on this thing. It took between 450 and 600 people. Some people in the coal carriages, some people in the little probably VIP yes. train carriage. Yeah. And then some people just sat on the coal <laughs> with the ones on that. Nice. And then they took off. They started driving along. And guess what? It stopped because one of the wheels fell off on the way. Fantastic. <laughs> had to stop for 20 minutes. Yeah. It was full of survey surveyors. Yeah. They got rid of that. They drove on. They got a little bit further. Second delay happened. And this time they had to repair the train. That took 35 minutes. Right. It took two hours, 55 minutes to get eight and a half miles. And it was 55 minutes late. So what I'm saying... From the first train thingy, it's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a good tradition. It's something that's always been there. You're never going to get rid of it. Yeah, but lots of countries have got rid of it. Have they, though? Yeah. And that's also, that's a test. That's the first maiden voyage of a form of transport. And so we've not delays that far from our sooty buttons. Yeah, and... I mean, we're not sitting on coal now, Yeah, but one thing is it's a British tradition. A great British tradition... Started by George and Robert Stevenson in Stockton on Tees between the Stockton and well, Darlington Railway. You know, I, I thank them. 1825. Because without their delays, we wouldn't have any trains or any delays ever. Do you again. mean without their invention? Well, because I'm think, sure that we could do without the delays. Well, I think other people invented other things. Yes. So what we've worked out is you just need to chill out a little bit. Stay at home. Stay at home. <laughs> Work from home. Yeah, which Don't I do. Out. Don't leave the house. Yeah. I love you, but I hate you. Okay, so have you changed my mind? Well, I'll, shall I give you a little positive um, train fact that I found? Sure, this is yeah. like an important little bit of information that will help everybody. It's kind of um, related to make things being late. You can never miss the last train of the night. Once you're through the barriers, you know, you know, have you ever done this? You've gone through the barriers, mm -hmm. you're rushing down, like thinking, oh, am I still going to miss that train? I'm going to miss that train. Don't rush. Once you're through the barriers, you can't miss it. They'll wait, make the train wait for you. Really? Yeah, apparently. They radio down. They'll stop. They'll, obviously, there's a point where they stop you going through the barriers. Yeah. At that point, you can't go through. You're not going to get the train. 
But before that point, there's no point in rushing because you'll get that train. Mm. Well, that's quite sweet. Because they know how many people are in the station, I guess. Although... I don't know how it works at big populous, yeah. like King's Cross and stuff. How do they know which train you're going for? Mm. But then if some lazy, drunk twat has decided to swan down to the... Well, he's past the barrier. He's like, you know what? I'll take my time. I, I know the train will leave so you could uh, not go without me. <laughs> That's going to delay everyone else on that train. Well, there we go. That's the positive delays. <laughs> <It's not laughs> yeah. In the end, yeah. overall, through the arguments, what do you think? Have you changed your mind at all? Um, I. It has helped me understand that I am quite a miserable old cunt. Um, and perhaps I should be less uptight about time and these delays in general and perhaps try and spin it in a more positive fashion. But equally, I think a lot of the time the delays are for a poor reason. Um, I mean, sometimes it's anti human error, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's negatively affecting the day-to-day lives of hundreds of thousands of people. So I still think it needs to be improved and I still think it's a problem. Um, so you still hate public transport delays? I'm afraid to say, I, I do still hate public. But you know, I also hate myself a little bit. So you achieve something. <laughs> was there nothing? Was there nothing in our arguments that made? Well, he you just said, he just not said, at all. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, a tad more empathetic, possibly. <laughs> but I'm quite an empathetic person, I think, generally. Well, there we go. And he still hates public transport. Um, and that's that. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Try again. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. What? I hate my turtle dove, and yet I love my butterfly. My butterfly, my butterfly.